Well, I've been working with The Quiet Club for a few years now. You probably know I've been in Cork for about five years. And as I was going to various events in Cork and just seeing what was going on musically and in other ways, uh, I came across The Quiet Club a few times in different, different locations and different situations. And at the same time, I'd been thinking about trying to do a new kind of music theatre piece. And one day it clicked to me in my head that actually to involve the quiet club in a sort of improvised little opera it turned out to be uh, with a singer I had in mind which was Elaine Michener at that point uh, was a very exciting idea and so I spoke to Danny McCarthy who's one half of the quiet club this is about three years ago three or four years ago and they were happy to get involved so you know long story short we got some funding we produced this uh, little experimental opera and uh, then I got some funding to tour it uh, towards the end of last year. Anyway, um, in parallel to that, I was uh, starting to pick up my work with Cahill Roach. Now, I've been working with Cahill, uh, as you know, he's a saxophonist for nearly 10 years. And we're very good friends. And at the last Sligo New Music Festival in 2011, which I was director of for about eight years, uh, Cahill and I did uh, an improvised gig together uh, under the name Crow. And we really enjoyed that, but we didn't really have much of an opportunity to to further that uh, until I decided that we should really get back into that last year. And so we got some funding together and we did a big series for uh, the Cork Midsummer Festival. So the the last Siren tour was supposed to finish off in... Sligo in December last year and on December the 5th uh, Lauren was supposed to fly over from London and meet us in Sligo and we ha would have a day's rehearsal and then we would do the gig the next day on the 6th and what happened was the 5th was the day of one of the biggest storms of the year uh, and Lauren was uh, delayed in, in Luton in fact the, the flight was cancelled and she had to go home and she flew over the next morning and meanwhile, uh, Mick and Danny and myself were driving up from Cork through floods, especially around Ross Common area and stuff. So it was a bit of a wild day. And because we'd seen the weather, we had an idea that I had an idea that we just might not get our day's rehearsal. And so I had Cahill primed to uh, be available that evening um, because he lives very close to Sligo. Uh, just in case we had the evening free without Lauren and rather than waste the time, let's do something useful. So the model was very good. They gave us a space, uh, said work away. They let us use a couple of their sound guys. And what we did in the end was just have an evening together, um, improvising, playing some music. And I really wanted Cahill to, to get to know Mick and Danny a bit and to see how he would work with them. Of course, I was very curious about how I would work with all three of them because, to my mind, they're all fantastic improvisers uh, and I'm kind of blagging my way <laughs> um, quite a bit. That turned out to be 
a really uh, beautiful experience from my point of view. When when I'm playing with Cahill, it can be quite uh, quite full on in terms of the sound we make, and yet obviously by the very nature of what they do and the clues in the name, the Quiet Club have a much more nuanced and subtle approach to making sound. Uh, I mean, they, they, they wouldn't even necessarily call themselves musicians, but they're, they're sound artists and what they do is just make a fantastic array of, of noises and pitches and textures. Um, anyway, so the, the experience of Cahill and I playing with, with them was, was very different for me. I find myself listening a lot more uh, and playing a lot less actually than I would with Cahill if it was just the two of us. There was a lot more space to get involved with, a lot more silence and everything um, came out much quieter and much smaller. Uh, no big grand gestures, or very few anyway. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was a very new experience and one that I really valued. I found that even in that hour, hour and a half that we played together, I felt that I had learned so much uh, about improvisation. Uh, it was a terrific experience, really. When I was younger, I was I was performing quite a lot as a pianist, and even before that, as, as I had a I had a kind of a, a rock band for a number of years, and I was always used to performing, but it always felt like a very different part of my brain was being used than than what I started to use when I when I when I began to compose. Um, so no, it does feel very different. There are. There are some similarities, uh, similarities I suppose, on a, on a large scale. Even the very fact that we decided our improvisation could be edited, which is basically what you do when you're composing. You, you uh, Certainly for me, I, the way I get into to writing a piece of music is often just to start improvising with the notation. And I, I presume many composers do this. And then you start to edit what you're doing, and then you start to find ideas to develop and, and that kind of thing. So improvisation can be a, a bit like that, but it, not always. I mean, I do remember hearing uh, some improviser saying that improvisation was like composition at a very fast speed, but I think that does both of the forms a bit of a disservice. Uh, they're different things and they're, they're meant to be different things. And uh, I, I wouldn't want to try and draw too many similarities between the two things. Obviously, you're drawing on your experience as a musician in both cases, but how you use that turns out to be in different ways. Mm -hmm. 